the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. This is the second part in our series on the seven churches from Revelation. This episode is Foundations Part 2. The main reading is Revelation Chapter 1.
they heard the voice of God in the cool of the day. So again, as we've said before, they, they obviously that was, that was a habit. That was something they did on a regular basis. God came down in the cool of the day. They knew God's voice. They knew that he wanted to commune with them. And, uh, you know, if we forget anything else tonight, God is a God who wants to commune with us. Now, that, that is amazing. Should, should, we could do with a jump there, can we? Bless the Lord. That's amazing that God wants to commune with us. That's his heart. And we say, well, David, it's only one verse. What about this verse? Uh, we know it. We shouldn't record this. Revelation 3, verse 20. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and eat with you, and you will eat with me. See, that's again the heart of the Lord. The Lord is standing, which means he's, he's taking a stand there, isn't he? looked at the verse before and he's knocking there's persistence he's knocking and again that's amazing that God, God, God should only have to give an invitation to us isn't he but no he's persistently pursuing us I'm standing at the door knock remember that we use this as for a salvation text but we understand this is to the church it's to a legacy in church he's outside the church he's knocking to get in he's looking to get in and he said anyone who hears my voice and opens the door. Thankfully, that's to anybody. Bless the Lord. So sometimes we say, well, why isn't God going in the church? It's Dave's fault. Well, it may, may well be. But um, all I would say, he was looking in the mirror. Because the Bible says, anyone who hears the voice of the Lord can open the door. Bless the Lord. So that it opens us for every one of us the opportunity to say, Lord, we need revival. Lord, and I'm going to set myself to pray for it and ask for it. Anyone who opens the door, I will come in. And again, we've looked at this word before, the, the, the A-B says, sup with him, which is a beautiful word because the word means the, the dinner time. Mostly in the morning, breakfast time, you rush in and you're mostly, if you're going out to work, for you who don't go to work, you don't understand rushing in the morning uh, for breakfast. <laughs> you get up when you want to when you have a bit of breakfast or you go to Caesars or you go to, oh sorry, it should be, should be appetizing on, on the coffee. You go to another cafe and then you should be, and have, a, have some a breakfast, but some of us go out, we, we have no breakfast, then we go on lunch. Well, some of us lunch is packed lunch, isn't it? In those days it was packed lunch, sitting down with the side of your job, packed lunch again. Some of you ladies and gentlemen, out to uh, out to lunch somewhere. But the dinner time was when they came. Home. The dinner time was when they came home, and they had an unhurried, unrushed time over the dinner table. Yeah. And of course, there was no TV then. There was no going in. And um, when we had, uh, when Hannah got married, we we obviously in Greece, and we we don't eat like that. They they said, you know, they, they, said, they eat for hours. So you just sit in on the table, and I tell you what, I was, it was, it was they, they kept me in course, after the first course, I, I said, Jackie, I'm sure we ordered meat tonight, I couldn't remember what we ordered, and Jackie, I said, Jackie, it's ordered out, and they said, oh, wait, no, no, that's just the first course, they said, so, but of course, they, they eat, and because, why, because they're communing, they're talking, and that's God's heart, is to unhurried, unrushed time, communion with us. So that's the heart of God and we see that in Revelation uh, from, right from Genesis and of course in Revelation where the revelation is coming to John. But of course to hear God's voice God gives us that ability doesn't he? Bless the Lord. John 10 Jesus answered I did tell you but you do not believe the works I do in my father is Start again. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me, 
but you do not believe me because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to the, my voice. I know them and they follow me. That one chapter, hear my voice, know my voice, hear my voice and follow me. How? Because they are my sheep. I've given them the ability, uh, the prophets, Isaiah, I think it was, he's opened my ears so that I may hear him. Um, but of course, it isn't just uh, God giving us the ability, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's us um, continuing to develop, mm -hmm. uh, positioning ourselves, developing, um, practicing, if you like, being receptive, being receptive to the voice of God. Um, longing to hear him more than anyone else, isn't it? 1, one Samuel 3. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down on his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. Again, he was ignorant, but he wanted to hear the voice of God. And that's the key, you see, the Bible says of Israel, they hardened their heart, their stubbornness made them deaf. A stubborn heart. They wouldn't listen, they didn't listen. And the less you listen, the less you're gonna listen. And, uh, and deafness is, is, you know, I think, uh, is, is it, it is a, it's not very nice because you, you, you can't hear, uh, you get you, you outside the conversation. So you either, um, what happens, you can't hear what's going on, and you carry on with your own conversation, don't you? Um, Jackie's mum is quite deaf, and, and if she rings, I've just got to let her talk, because if I talk, she can't hear a word I'm saying, so she is just go, going on with her own conversation. Um, but let me just say, spiritually, that can be the same thing. We can be deaf to the voice of God, and we're carrying on our own conversation. We're not listening to what he has to say. We're doing our own thing, going our own way, not actually saying, oh, I want to hear Master speak, the servant is listening. Um, of course, lots of things get in the way. Um, how about Luke 10? We know this, this, bit of, this story is such a great story. Luke 10, 38 to 42. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened a home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and will not be taken away from her. Position ourselves in the most important place. Where is that? Listening to the Lord. Martha was not doing anything and towards she was doing the work for the Lord. And uh, that's dangerous because some of us can be very busy, get caught up in all those things, but the most important is to hear the voice of the Lord. Um, one thing I will, again, I've noticed this before and told you this before, <clears throat> wonderful thing about Martha is she complained about Mary to the Lord. I like that. And I've said that before, that if we've got issues with people, get before the Lord first. Pray. Because generally, you won't have to go to that person because God will square you up. 
before, because he didn't have persons, generally you, isn't it? And he said, she, he, she's coming to the Lord, Lord, man, man, many, many, she's a lazy, she's always been lazy, you can see in the courts what happens if we see it, we, we build it up to, you know, ah, she's always been a lady, and the Lord says, no, 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 Martha, 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 again, the tenderness of the Lord, Martha, Martha, she's chosen what is right. That is, that's maybe important, but it's not the most important. So issues, run to the Lord, run to the Lord. And I was just talking to somebody the other day, and, and we've said again so many times, when we see issues, um, the Lord is, is saying something about us, or to us, or both. Um, if we see something, the Lord is obviously highlighting something in our life that's awry, because I can see it easily in you, not so easily in me. <laughs> but that's how we work, that's how we wired. But also, perhaps the Lord is saying something to me. See, I've seen an issue that I may have to address in my life, but perhaps the Lord is speaking to me that I have to be the answer to that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was I talking to someone from another church? And they were saying, um, again, there's always things that are going on in church, and, and, and someone said, oh, I, she was she'd come in and out of church, and uh, they'd spoken to this one person who was way off being, but they hadn't spoken to her, you know, that kind of thing and um, again that's speaking to us uh, about us wait a minute now why am I so why am I so easily offended and you know but also to us perhaps the Lord is speaking to that person to be the person to see the issue see something and be the person that actually met the need see if we see a need the Lord is revealing to us isn't it revealing to us to actually meet the need um, uh, and again, we, we so listening to the voice of the Lord, so vital, position ourselves more, more important than anything else. Jesus, that's from Jesus' words. That is the most important, Jesus said, mm-hmm. to spend time and to hear God's voice. And that needs to be developed. Uh, Hebrews 5, 11 to 14. For of whom we have much to say and hard, and hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For anyone, for everyone who partakes only of the milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full a- of full age, that is, those who, are, who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Dull of hearing because they're not exercised that which God had given them. See, God, if we are saved, God has given us all that we need for life and godliness. We need to exercise that which means spending, I mean, we like noise, nothing wrong with noise, in fact, get a bit of noise, isn't it? Praise the Lord, but there's times you've got to say, well, I'm going to quieten my soul now. Lord, I'm in your word, I want you to speak to me. Mm-hmm. Just opening the way up. Um, in fact, you'll probably need to start with praise and worship because what happens if you try and go straight into, into quiet, you, you'll have your mind full of goodness knows what. And you know, this will be coming in, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. and it, Lots of distractions. That's why you, we enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, your mind is focused, your heart is ready, your spirit is open, and then, Lord, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? So uh, the first thing, again, uh, to emphasize, Revelation, God longs to commune and to communicate with us. And uh, John is there 
He said he's on the Lord's day in the spirit and he hears the voice of God like a trumpet. Very clear, very focused. And of course, as he gets a greater revelation of who Jesus, his voice becomes a mighty water, mighty torrent. Not, there's no focus on this. There's just an absolute avalanche of his voice. Why? Because he's hearing. He's listening. He's listening. He's tuned his ear to hear the voice of the Lord. And that's something we have to do. And that's a lifelong thing, isn't it? Because we can easily be distracted, easily disturbed, and easily deceived sometimes because if it's something I really want and want to do, and a lot of us have been in church all of our lives and we've known people, this is what the, I think this is what the Lord wants, this is the will of the Lord. And the trouble is, there's no way to argue with those people because if that's what they think, then you've got to say, Lord, well, expose that and just bring the word of the Lord uh, in. But just to hear him, hear him at this point. <clears throat> Ultimately, just want to throw this in the middle before we get to the other point. He saw Jesus. And of course, we, we see the person of Jesus. He uh, just elaborates on. And we see the work of Jesus. Uh, again, we, when we see Jesus, we see what he's, who he is and what he, he came to do. And of course, he loves us. The body of John said, he, re, he released us from sins, made us kings and priests, hallelujah. Uh, by his blood, he released us. He's coming again, he's dead, and he rose again. That's all his work. That's all his work. And of course, again, he gives a description of who he is. His personal description was faithful witness, firstborn from the dead, ruler of the kings of the earth, son of man, and then a fresh revelation of flaming eyes, a feet like burnished bronze, roaring of the voice, and a mighty power of God uh, coming to him. That was a fresh revelation. And uh, uh, he had never seen Jesus like that. I remember he'd seen Jesus transfigured. Ooh, just a glimpse of him. But 60 years later, remember Jesus had gone 60 years before. His closest friend, now he saw a glorified Jesus. And what did he do? On his knees. Oh, and we would be, and we should be, uh, before the Lord. Just, and, but thankfully, the Lord, uh, he loves worship, and he says, come on, don't be afraid. Up you stand. Mm. Let me just. Uh, but the wonderful thing is, as well, that came to me as I was uh, just meditating on this: that God is with us wherever we are, yeah. and God can take us wherever He wants. Um, and that's a great thing. Now be careful. Oh, I can do. I can go here. I can go there. No, 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 no. Be very careful. You do not go into enemy, the enemy's territory without the commanders say so. So when we say, oh, we can go there, oh, be very careful, be very careful, because the enemy is cleverer than me, and uh, I will not go anywhere, you know, when I say anywhere, into those dark places, unless the Lord has said, Dave, that's where you need to go. Because if you go there, and you think, oh, I'm there, I tell you what, it won't be long before you tripped up. We see it, and we get it. Some of us have been in church for many, many years. People say, oh, I can go there, I can do this, I can do that, yes. And today, sadly, some of them are not walking with the Lord. Um, I always remember uh, uh, my dad saying about the um, guy from Newbury, Johnny Herbert, good Christian Matthews, uh, uh, played hard as nails as well. And one boy came to me once and said, every, every time I go to that place, I, I'm, 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 I'm tripping up, I'm, I'm in sin, I'm, 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 I'm falling. And John said, well, don't go there, boy. <laughs> don't go there. And that's wise, isn't it? Just don't go there. Until, and, you know, there's a places where some of us are not strong enough to go. Don't go there. Just stay from there. Why? Because ultimately we're, we're, our enemy is a cunning serpent. 
So, uh, but God wants, he will take us anyway. And, and John, as we just said, he's taken him to Patmos. He's in his 80s. And, uh, you know, when you're in the 80s, you, you want it just, to, just an even keel, don't you? You just want to take it easy. But no, he's, he's, on a, a, he's on a prisoner island, a penal colony, where he's he, digging for marble. But said, not much digging, as I said last week, not much digging, he's doing it in 80. But there he is, a, a barren wasteland. He's a, he's a poky little island, as we said, small and goonsy. Um, and there he is. And you could say, well, Lord, why am I here? Are you with me? And of course, thankfully, we know God is always with us when we're walking in, in his, his ways. Uh, the, the word is, of course, omniscient. Everywhere. God is everywhere. But there are sometimes these, uh, you know, when he's really coming in his splendor, his majesty, um, in, his, uh, in a manifest way. You know, God is everywhere, but of course he manifests and when he reveals. And sometimes he withdraws. Why? Because he's awesome and he's, he's omnipotent and omniscient. And uh, omnipresent is the word, is omnipresent. But be careful. Again, some of people have gone over, over, but God is in everything. Pantheism. No, no, God is not in everything. Why? Because God created it. So he's outside his creation, but he is everywhere. Um, some have called it panentheism. That's a nice word. Everything is part of God. Well, again, be careful. That's not actually true either, is it? Because everything uh, God created. So in one sense, they're separate from him, yet he is everywhere, and they are part of him in the sense that he created them. But not everything is... is but let's see, God, God everywhere. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 23, 24. Am I a God nearer than, say the Lord? Am not a God afar off. And then he went hiding south in the secret places, so I shall not see him, say the Lord. Do I not fill heaven under? Says the Lord. Yeah, he's everywhere. God is, that's, again, our mind can't comprehend that. And then, of course, there can be some paradoxes in that, but ultimately, because he's God, because he's spirit, he is everywhere. And he sees everything, and he knows everything. Bless the Lord. And we don't love that sound, don't we? Lord, um, search me and know me. Lord, if I will go up to the heavens, you were there. Down to the Hades, you were there. Rise on the wings of the dawn, set on the seas. There your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If we're in the plan of the Lord, it doesn't matter where we go, God is with us. Now be careful, because we've got to be careful. Because the Bible is, is clear, isn't it? Um, that God is with us, and never leaves us, never forsakes us. But sometimes he can withdraw the readers. What about these verses? Which um, <coughs> this one? This is one of the verses that uh, makes me shudder. Judges 16, verse 20. Judges 16, verse 20. Then she said, Samson, the Philistines are here. He woke up and thought, I'll leave as I did before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. See, God is here, right? And sometimes we don't know God is God is somewhere. Because Jacob said, God is here. I didn't know him. Um, but God is everywhere. But the, the awful thing is when the Bible says of him, he didn't know God had left him. And um, that's why David, we see that lovely prayer of David, Psalm 51, Lord, 
created me again. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. That was his great fear that the Lord would remove himself from him because he knew the uh, intimacy, he knew the, the beauty of the Lord. And uh, Samson, of course, again, in the wrong place, shouldn't have been there with that woman. And time, and the, 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 the warnings that, that God gave him, she deceived him already three times. I mean, well, uh, I'm not going to say you ladies are deceitful. We're just naive, I think. Us men are easily led astray. Um, but of course, there's issues there that, again, we can, we can dig back into Samson's heart, can't we? Of things undealt with, sin undealt with, rejection undealt with. Remember his first wife? They'd be, and so we have issues that he never, ever dealt with until he came there and uh, deceived, deceived, deceived. I, I, I think it, I'm, I'm reading this and I'm thinking, you took Samson. She, this woman's deceived. He, and that's how, how that gives us great warning that we, we can easily be deceived. And the Bible says when he, he gave his heart away, when he shed all of his heart, the Lord left him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know. The Bible says of Saul, and with Saul, when Samuel at 16, the Spirit of the Lord left Saul. Why? Disobedience. Time and time again, rebellion. This is witchcraft, he said. And, and you can see it never dealt with this issue. So the Lord can leave us. Be careful, remember, if we're in the wrong place, the Lord is everywhere, but the Lord's hand of protection and blessing can be taken away. The Bible says about, uh, he gave them up. He said about Israel, I gave them over to the worship of the, of, of the starry horse. He said, Stephen said, I gave them over. Romans 1 said, I gave them up. I gave them over. Um, David, why did he say? Because he was, shouldn't have been there. He was in the wrong place. Now God was there. God was in a sense around. But the, he, was, he put himself in the wrong place. He was, the Bible says very clear in 2 Samuel 11, when in springtime, when kings should be out at war, David was at home, sleeping till the afternoon. What a lazy, get up. <laughs> what does it say? Devil finds work for idle hands. And there he was, instead of being where he should have been, that was, his, that was his purpose, fighting, extending the kingdom. He was there, and then he saw it. And then again, remember, he had opportunity, watching, looking, stop, turn away. No, but he pursued her. Even then, when he found out it was one of his commander's wives, that should have been a big no-no. Yet he went. All started being in the wrong place, where he, where God is everywhere, but God's. We place ourselves out of that place of anointing, of a real manifest presence of God. Now, God loves to loves to see what's in our heart, doesn't he? And really. He's, he's uh, actually showing us what's in our heart. And there's a, a couple of interesting verses. Let's, let's read Deuteronomy 8, uh, 16 to 18. Then thine heart he lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led thee through the great and terrible wilderness wherein with fiery serpents and scorpions and droughts, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, 
which thy father knew not, that he might handle thee, and that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. And thou say in thy heart, My power and the might of mine hand have forgotten me this well, that thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore unto thy fathers, as it is this day. 19. Yeah, we are prone, Israel, again, is our example, we are prone to forget, prone to want. He said, you forgot, you forgot. So what did he have to do? He had to take us through, he took them through the wilderness, he took them through difficulty, he took them that they had to trust God for their water, they had to trust God for their food, they had to trust God for their sandals that never wore out. They had to trust him. They had to trust him. And sometimes God has to get us to a place where we have to trust him. Yeah. And, and, and those places we don't like. But we are, because our hearts are prone to lay, let's, go, let's call it what it is, laziness, and uh, idleness, mm. and not pursuing of God, he takes us to those places. And that's what he does. And uh, because uh, chapter, uh, verse 2 of 8, that we just read, he said, I, I, wanted to, I took you through a difficult way to test your hearts. Listen to these verses, um, those verse. 2 Chronicles 32, verse 31. But when envoys were sent by the rulers of Babylon to ask him about the miraculous sign that had occurred in the land, God left him to test him and to know everything that was in his heart. Now, this is a little bit different word from the word where we see uh, the Lord departing and um, turning off and releasing, relinquishing um, Samson and Saul. This is a uh, this is a loosening. He's taking he, the Bible says he, he just withdraws from uh, Hezekiah to see what was in his heart, and uh, God brings circumstances, situations into our life to show where our hearts. Now, remember, Hezekiah was a great king. One of the greatest. The first thing he did was get the temple worship, got everything squared up again. He, he, he began to uh, get the word of God written down. <laughs> Great king. Um, saw the mighty re uh, release and destruction of the Assyrian camp. He got before them, everybody got before them. Lord, what are we going to do here? Angel of the Lord comes, 185,000 gone in a moment. And, and then he's, he's going to die and he, he pleads to the Lord. The Lord said, another 15 years. But something happened in his heart. And these envoys come. And the Bible says the Lord just withdraws a little bit. Mm -hmm. Remember the Lord's everywhere. But again, the <coughs> manifest, special, unique presence of the Lord just, just puts his hand away. I'm going to see what's in your heart, Hezekiah. And there was still pride. And there were still things of him. Because the Bible says they came and he showed him everything. And we get the, the idea. Look at what I've done. Look at what I've Again, those kings should have known the word. The Bible says, make sure the kings read God's word. Deuteronomy 8, what we just read. Read. You forgot me. You thought you'd created it. You thought you'd done all this by yourself. No, no. And Hezekiah forgot. Forgot God's word. Didn't listen to God's word. Positioned himself outside of that touch of God. And that's what happens right through, again, Placing ourselves in God's hands, and even when we're in the difficult places, He's with us. We'll read those two verses in a minute to finish. But when we position ourselves outside, and we come right back to the beginning of time, Adam and Eve. Eve placed herself in, in, in way of the serpent. 
Adam did nothing. Adam should have stepped in, because the Bible says Adam was with her. Adam should have stepped in and said, no, 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 wait a minute, Eve, this is what the word of the Lord says. He didn't say uh, what she said, she misquoted God's word, she underestimated uh, the, the uh, consequences and overestimated the conditions as we do them. We go, oh, God said, come to this, come to this. And they said nothing about touching it. And we underestimate the consequences of sin. We will die, Lord Jesus, and you will surely die. Um, and he didn't step in. Again, position yourself. He didn't step in and say, oh, wait a minute, Eve, no, 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 don't do that. Don't listen to him. This is the word of the Lord. We position ourselves outside of uh, the hand of the Lord, the voice of the Lord. But thankfully, when we walk in with him, when we are led by him, it doesn't matter where we go. He's with us. Yeah. Isaiah 43, 1-2. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, mm. do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Oh, great verse, some great verses, great promises there. Lord, you might, re you might redeem people wherever you go, in the fire, in the water, and I'm sure those verses, especially within the fire, this is what kept Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember they knew God's word? You knew the prophetic word, Isaiah came before them, not much before, a little bit before, they knew God's word, so this is what they said, Daniel 3, 22-25. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, far down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counsellors, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the form is like the Son of God. He's with us. Um, I'm sure that verse of Isaiah held them fast. Look, they said, you know, whatever you do to us, the Lord can deliver us. I love this. Even if he doesn't deliver us, we'll die. We're not going to bow down. We're not going to bow down. There's only one God we bow down to. So even in the fire, God is with us. Bless the Lord. Uh, be careful of our presumption. Presum presuming on God. Numbers 14, the Bible says, Moses said to him, okay, you're not going into the land now. You're not going to land. The Bible says in their presumption, they went and attacked, thinking God was with them. But God wasn't with them. Yeah. Even when they carried one Samuel four, even when they carried the Ark of God, which represented God's presence, to the Philistine, and the Bible says when the Ark of God came into the camp, the Bible says there was such a roar that it, it, the, the ground shuddered, and the Philistines were afraid. Not for too long, because they came and they wiped them all, and they captured the Ark of God. So never presume, Lord, oh, this is where you no, no, listen, be guy, this is the way walk in. Listen to where the Lord wants to take us. And if he takes us to the furnace, we know he's going to be with us. He takes us to the prison, Paul and Silas, Lord, what on earth are we doing here? We've come to preach the gospel. Here we are in this prison, 
Our backs are raw, our backs are bleeding, we are bruised. What on earth are we doing here? Don't know, we're still going to praise you. And we're still going to pray, bam, God's taken it. They're there to witness to the prisoners and witness to the prison guard, they get saved. Hallelujah. So, wherever we are, if we go with the Lord, again, help us not to presume. Lord, lead me, guide me. I want to go where you tell me. I want to be. That's again, comes from listening to the Lord. And uh, John, I'm sure, would have questioned why he was there. But when the Lord gave him the revelation, he said, Thank you, God, I know what I am here. I know what I am here. Hallelujah. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.